Welcome to the Mysterious Creatures program. This is a public service announcement program featuring documented accounts of the mysterious creatures living among us. This episode is brought to you by a local sponsor. When your taste buds need an awakening, be sure to try Larry's Lemon Lollipops. Each pop has been mixed with lemon flavor, sugar, corn syrup, and crushed lead. Delicious! One in ten dentists recommends sucking on one of Larry's lemon lollipops while going to sleep each night, as the ingredients will make your teeth shine come sunrise. Leap for Larry's lemon lollipops at your local candy store. And now, on with today's program. Witches. They have been known to steal your chicken hearts, your newt eyes, and even your expired goat's milk. Why? Well, that's what we here at Mysterious Creatures are trying to uncover. Residents on the outskirts of Salem, Oregon, have disclosed a problem occurring with a witch, which has caused much unease for the citizens. We sent our certified reporter, Danny Milford, to embark on a course to exhibit evidence about this supposedly mystical woman and answer the question, why? Well, that question has been answered rather quickly. We are here to inform you that witches are real and they do have the ability to cast spells. While on his witch hunt, our dear Danny was transformed into a duck. And the reason why from the witch was listed as, quote, because I can. Close quote. Don't fret, dear listener. Danny is slowly regaining his composure and countenance as the horrible witch spell is loosening its grip on him. Thankfully, our other fantastic reporter, Peggy Strong, was dispatched to the location where Danny was transformed into a duck. Peggy has reported back to us that she was able to summon the witch and was even allowed to enter her abode for an interview. Upon arriving at Salem, Peggy was pointed out to an old pioneer cemetery, where she was told by locals to stand at the bottom of the hill at sunset. The hill will have three tombstones on top that are completely separated from the rest of the grave sites. The locals warned her to be humble in her demeanor around the witch, or she'd face terrible consequences. As Peggy stood at the said site, no more than ten minutes had passed when a woman in a black dress stepped out from behind the middle tombstone. Her youthful face was pale and her long-sleeved gown, pointy hat, and long-groomed hair were all black. The witch identified herself as your typical colonial North American witch. She said that centuries ago her name was Rebecca, but she had given up that life to become immortal and supernatural after making a deal with, as she called it, the creator of black magic. She confessed that for a moment in time, she lured children into her presence so she could eat them. But now, she eats healthier and serves up a mean bowl of witch's brew, full of all sorts of animal parts and herbs. Upon arriving at the witch's cottage, which was hidden deep in the forest, Peggy was shown the ropes of what being a witch was like. Flying brooms, suspicious chants, and plenty of evil cackling was displayed by the witch. 
Hanging on the walls were all sorts of fantastic things, such as a magical mirror, a skeleton that would nod its head whenever looked upon, animal hides, and extremely old paintings of individuals that were appeared dressed from the 1600s. This is George. He's a warlock on the East Coast, the witch said while pointing to a bearded man that can only be described as looking like Captain Hook from illustrations in Peter Pan. The witch said she was partial to living in villages named Salem, as that was her hometown in Massachusetts. Any place in North America that is called Salem has been visited by her and has had spells cast upon unsuspecting citizens living there. Some of her victims have been turned into animals for a short while, while others have been haunted by the witch appearing in their homes at night and quickly disappearing. Peggy states that she gathered her courage and asked the witch to explain her reasons for her harassing the people in the area. The witch said that she chooses those who are haughty and disgusting. People that oppress others or put themselves above someone else are her main targets. Peggy asked the witch what it was that caused her to use her power on respected reporter Danny Milford, and the answer was again, because I can. But she added that Danny didn't believe her to have magical abilities, so she needed to teach him a lesson. Peggy had many more questions for the witch, but the evening was now the middle of the night, and the witch said she had work to do. A broom that was leaning against the wall began to move from side to side before shooting straight underneath the witch. Before Peggy knew what was happening, the witch grabbed her, and she sat down on the levitating broom. The two flew straight out of the cottage door. Peggy was dropped off just outside the thick forest, and the witch told her that Peggy would never see her again, but that the witch might be watching her. Following this, the witch shot forward in the direction of the town. Her chilling laughter could be heard for some time as she flew away. When asked if Peggy could take a group of people to find the witch's cottage, Peggy informed us that it was not possible to find, as she herself had tried to locate it the following day, but was met with confusion and a sense of feeling lost in the forest. It's witchcraft at its finest. Dear listeners, we ask that you please consider these accounts to be honest. If you do not desire any witchcraft toying with your life, be aware of the kind of individual that you are. However, if you're a jerk, we can only hope that you too will have a spell placed upon you. This concludes our program, and we encourage you to listen next time so you, our great listeners, will know what mysterious creatures might be lurking in your area. Stay safe. This episode was written by J.B. Davis. We would also like to thank Kevin McLeod for providing the royalty-free music you can hear at incompetech.filmmusic.io. If you'd like to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter at mcreaturespod. If you like the podcast so far, be sure to pop on iTunes and give us a rating. Five stars is always a great option. Leave us a fun review, and we might just read it at the end of an episode. And as always, stay safe out there. <laughs>